Good morning, good morning, good morning. What's going on, everybody? It's your host, Jimmy Johnson Jr. And I'm back on my podcast, Vitamin Sports. We take vitamins every day, just like we talk about sports every day. Now, man, a lot has been going on in the sports world. College, NFL, basketball, and um, boxing. Well, let's start with football. We all know, I talked about it yesterday, Bill Belichick. You know, mutually parting ways with, you know, the Patriots. And I understand the Patriots want to go in a new direction instead of relying on the old regime of Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. You know, good defense. I mean, great defensive play, decent offense, decent special teams. You know, Robert Kraft probably came into the into the me and said, you know, Bill, um, we want to move in a different direction. And Bill Price said, I agree. I want to move on. You know, I lived in the shadow of the Patriots for too long. Maybe it's time for me to spread my wings somewhere else. And, you know, it is what it is. I can see another mutual parting with Mike Tomlin. But because Mike Tomlin is so good, they're not going to let him go. But I could see another team doing a mutual parting ways. When people hear mutual parting ways, they think of somebody getting fired. Nah, you can't fire a guy that coached 24 24 seasons with one team. No, no, no. Yeah, 24 seasons with y'all. Won six Super Bowls. He's a three-time coach of the year. Nine-time conference champion. A a 17-time divisional title, 31 playoff wins, and 302 regular season wins, which which is third all-time. Yeah. He did that all on one team. Then you, on top of that, you got another guy in Nick Saban, you know, whose resume is just as good. You know, 28 seasons, 292 wins, and seven national championships. That's crazy. Two legends leaving their team that they were on. Nick is retiring just in general. Age kept up with him, and he had to go. Just like age uh, creeped up to Mike Krzyzewski of Duke. He brought them five championships. He solidified. Nick Saban brought them seven. He solidified. Number of players that graduated, number of players to go to the uh, the NFL, number of players you know, to win championships, meaning like Super Bowls. That's just goes to show you how valuable Nick Saban was for Alabama. And, you know, the school will be missed. I'm pretty sure they're going to have a major decline. And when it comes to uh, recruiting, because St. Nick ain't there no more, I think they should uh, prepare for that decline of what Batman used to be. I think that if there's a best time for a team to take over, this would be it. Um, 
Alabama had that time. The Patriots had their time. But I think Bill Belichick, if I was him, the best team I would go to is the the Los, Los Angeles Chargers. And here's why. You got Khalil Mack. You got Nick Bosa. You got Derwin James. You got a decent secondary with Asante Samuels Jr. You could always add. You got a quarterback that could put up big numbers. You got good receiver play in Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. And Josh Palmer. And you got Quentin Johnson, who's who's I'm pretty sure going to have a better season next year. But the fact that you have all this at your disposal, why not take the opportunity? No team has that good personnel. And I think Bill Belichick would definitely be better than the former coach that they had because Bill Belichick knows when the rubber meets the road and he got a good running game in Austin Eckler. Hell yeah. Bill, I'm telling you this now. Go to the Chargers. It's the best fit for you. Yes, they had a defensive coordinator as the head coach last time. That's true. But Bill Belichick hasn't had this much talent around him, I don't think, in effort. He hasn't had an, a, a guy, well, Chandler Jones is good, but he ain't no Khalil Mack. He did have Asante Samuels, but he got Junior. Junior's a little better to me. <clears throat> Darwin James, probably one of the best, talent, most talented safety, safety he ever had. And to have a young guy and to do it all over again and make a name for yourself to go into the division with Andy Reid, yeah, and make some noise in there. If Bill go to that team, they will, con- they will be a contender. They will be a contender. Because off the simple fact that they have the weapons to become a contender, they will be a legit threat. Everybody laughing at me now. If Bill Belichick go to the Chargers, they will be a threat. They will be a problem. Bill ain't got to worry about the weather. Nah, ain't got to worry about that. He's played in the coldest weather. So, it's just, yeah. I think Bill should be like, you know what? It's warm out there. I'm getting old. I could put a few more years on my belt, you know, and be there probably for five years. He's already, what, 71? No, I think, yeah, 71, 72, something like that. And I think he can do something great with that team. Better than what we've seen. I think they could be as be- as good as they was in 2006. People are like, well, what happened in 2006? That was the best team they ever had. They had the MVP. They had a lot of good teams. I'm yawning, man, because it's just crazy that I got to wake up in the morning and I hear Bill Belichick is gone and possibly could go to the the Chargers. Then on top of that, Pete Carroll, you know, stepped down as head coach and resumed a position like Bruce Arians. 
you know, advising the offenses and defenses, maybe even draft picks. But Pete Carroll's earned that. For him to go from a national championship in college to a Super Bowl says a lot about his value. But the only thing I disagree about Pete Carroll's legacy, I mean, agree that about Pete Carroll's legacy is the fact that Pete Carroll could have been ranked even higher as a coach if he'd have just ran the football with Marshawn Lynch. And people say, well, that's not true, Jimmy. He's already looked at as a coach. Well, what do you mean he's looked at as a, a good coach? I mean, great coach. Bro, all he had to do, he broke up the whole entire locker room of the Seattle Seahawks. After that, bro, everybody went their separate ways. Russ was the only one that, that was still there. And Bobby. Russ and Bobby and then uh, Errol Thomas. Then Errol Thomas left. Then Bobby left. And then Russ left. Like, because Can Chancellor retired. Richard Sherman got traded. Um, Marshawn Lynch went to the Oakland Raiders when they were still in Oakland. You know, pieces dropped left and right. Because they would have been a Richard Sherman would have been a two time Super Bowl champion. Beast Mode would have been a two time Super Bowl champion. Russ probably would have retired as a Seattle Seahawk instead of going to the Broncos because they would have won two championships. Right, you know? People egos getting in the way. It's funny how, you know, people talk bad about Jameis Winston doing that, but how many people still giving Pete Carroll the blues? over the fact that they lost the way that they did. You know, who knows? Like I said, Pete Carroll, 70 years old too. You know, he's had a great career in the NFL, you know, a gifted, you know, uh, mindset, you know, with the defense. Like the last couple of years, they've been picking good defensive players and having them buy into what they do in Seattle. I think Seattle's going to take a major step back because they had to reevaluate themselves and get back to their identity, which is running the football and playing defense as well. But, you know, everybody don't want to go the traditional route. Everybody wants to be pass-heavy until it's time to run the football in the playoffs. That's why you see certain teams struggle. That's why you started to see, you know, everybody kept talking about how good Buffalo was. I mean, Buffalo is. Buffalo could be so much better if they just run the football with James Cook. Josh Allen doesn't have to be Superman. Because you know where that will get you? That will put you in a position like Cam was. Sam, Cam Newton was Superman. He played with lesser talent than a lot of these quarterbacks, and he took them far. He had decent running back play from Jonathan Stewart, but you know, not like some of these guys that got talent, that's talent out here. See, I mean, he had Christian McCaffrey early. He got to use him a little bit, but he didn't really get the full package of Christian McCaffrey. I just wish, you know, Cam would have just took care of himself. But, you know, it's a combination of the organization and Cam. Organization, you know, sometimes be like, we need you because you box office. And then sometimes players get up in their own head and say, I'm not going to miss any time because I don't want the backup to get any reps. That's why you see Tom Brady the way he was. That's why you see Aaron Rodgers the way he way he was, or is. A lot of old school quarterbacks. Ryan Tannehill. He said, "I ain't teaching them rookies." 
Joe Flacco said the same thing. But, you know, the game is the game. I think that the world will definitely miss these coaches because they just embody what it means to be a good coach. You know, one came from college and turned his life around and went to the NFL. A guy, you know, in Nick Saban who coached in Miami, didn't wasn't successful, left, went back to what he known, college football. Bill Belichick learned that the Bill Parcells took everything he learned and turned it turned it, a whole organization into a dynasty. And now he's looking to turn another one into a, I don't know about a dynasty, but into a a good team. Get their name back out there. So hopefully we get to see that. I'm wishing we we get to see Bill Belichick on a contending team. And all he has to do is, like, put it together. Next. You know, it's funny how people don't pay attention to the WNBA or college women basketball. Granted, it doesn't make that much money, and it's that it's not really that entertaining. But if you love basketball, that's what basketball is supposed to be. Fundamentally sound. And I was just listening to someone's uh, Instagram reel, and they talked about, you know, basketball is not the same no more. And I talked about this yesterday. That's because basketball, what we see nowadays, is hooping. It's iso ball. It's one player get the ball, everybody stand around. That doesn't work. Kobe Bryant even told you when James Harden was at his best, he said that Mike D'Antoni system will not work. It can't win your championship because you need more than one player to step up. When Michael Jordan was playing the Lakers and Michael Jordan was getting cooked by Magic Johnson, did you know that they had to really use Scottie Pittman to guard Magic Johnson in order to prevent him from, from you know, single-handedly bringing the Lakers back in, in that series? No, nobody has ever said anything about that. Nobody talks about the fact in the 2010 NBA Finals, last game, game seven, when Kobe was struggling, who stepped up? Derek Fisher, Ron Artest, Paul Gasol. Kobe finished the last game with 22 and 17. You need people to come to the party. You need people to, you know, show impact. LeBron James, as great as LeBron James is, he needed Ray Allen to hit that shot. He needed, you know, Chris Bosh to get that rebound. And everybody talk about when they tried to discredit Kyrie. Talking about LeBron James made Kyrie Irving. No, LeBron James put Kyrie Irving on a platform so that he can show the whole world how great he was as a basketball player. Dwayne Wade was already there. Dwayne Wade has won, champ- won a championship without LeBron James. If anything, LeBron James got elevated on a platform by Dwayne Wade so he could show the world how great he was. I mean, great he is. People knew of LeBron James, and if somebody was to tell you LeBron James was the guy, no, LeBron James didn't become the guy until after he won his after he went on that championship run. Because everybody knew. You had potential to be a great player, 
But nobody knew because he was getting bounced around out of the playoffs. It happens. Total impact. LeBron James got put on. Just like LeBron James put on Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis was a great big man. You know, he's good now. At that time, he had potential to be great. So he was working his way up. But after that finals run, he just went down. And then Shaq just gave Joel Embiid a key piece when they compared Shaq and Joel Embiid. Both of them, yes, they do have weight problems. Both of them can dribble the ball up and down the court. Both of them can shoot threes. Both of them can handle the rock like a guard, you know, if need be sometimes. And, you know, finish at the rim like Julius Irving. But the one thing I will say about Shaq is Shaq has more tenacity, more dog-like qualities in himself more than Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid is passive at too many moments. And shout out to Ahmed for pointing this out. If you that guy, you have to show up in big moments. And this season, he's playing some great basketball, but at the same time, he got to show up every night. That's the same issue I have with Anthony Davis. He don't show up every night. Showing up every night is not dropping 40 a night. Showing up every night for Anthony Davis should be 30, 15, and 3. That's showing up every night. And James Harden, who don't play no defense, can drop 30. Andy Davis can drop 30 a night. And he played both sides. And that's another thing, too, about what we watching in the NBA. There's no guys, there's no two-way player. There's not that many two-way players anymore. Everybody is strictly offense. You can't hand shot. You can't guard people the way you used to. Anything out of order it's a foul. And I understand that's the way times are going. But don't nowadays we need to stop saying they're playing basketball. No, just say they're hooping. Because there's a difference. Basketball is fundamentally sound. That's what the Spurs play. When they had when they had Ginobili, Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, you know, Kawhi Leonard. They play basketball. The Golden State Warriors the few years that they had with Mark uh, Mark Jackson and the years after with Steve Kerr, that's fundamentally sound basketball. Getting everybody involved, not one player just standing around. The Warriors was basically running motion. Everybody touched the basketball, backdoor screens, cuts, everything. Everybody's playing basketball. But you know the total impact of the league is different now. Everybody want to be stuff. We need to stop comparing players to all-time greats. Everybody keep throwing the narrative out there that Anthony Edwards is the reincarnation of Michael Jordan, and he's still alive. Like where, like where did he get? Where did they get this information? Anthony Edwards is good, but he ain't out there just. He's like, yo, I'll take the best player. Though. There's nobody close to Jordan. There was only one. And then he he took what he learned from Michael Jordan and turned into a, a totally different person. Michael Jordan couldn't shoot threes. Mm-mm. Not like Kobe. Kobe was more physical than Michael Jordan, in my opinion. But, you know, it is what it is. 
And then if I got to say this one last thing is the fact that we need to appreciate and give everybody that flowers, you know, that had a great season. Like Caitlin Clark, I'm giving her her flowers. She's the best player in college basketball, and it's not even close. They're like, what about Angel Reed? No. What about Paige? No. Nobody else is better than Caitlin Clark. Nobody. And it's going to be even crazier when she go to a team that can actually, you know, help her out. And it's being speculated that she might be the first first overall pick. And uh, what the team that I live Boston went to, they might be on the same team. Rivals turn into friends. One of the best bigs in college to one of the best guards in college. Mm-hmm. He might be a problem. It might be a problem. I'm your host, Jimmy Johnson Jr., and this is Vitamin Sports. See ya.